I've mentioned already that we acknowledge this morning graduate recognition and Ascension Sunday. From a scriptural perspective, we recognize that Jesus ascends into heaven and liturgically we note that the season of Easter is nearing an end, Pentecost is almost upon us, and the Spirit will be laid upon the church next week. This morning, as Jesus ascends into heaven, he gives one last lesson to his disciples. He gives them a guiding star, a north star, so to speak. I can explain more about that later, but I hope you hear that the direction he sets for the church is important, and it is very similar to the way that that all of us, Graduates and any of us willing to consider today as a threshold in our lives need to attend to what might be our guiding stars or what might be the guiding star in our lives. Let's consider that a little bit and listen to the Lord's direction as we turn to the book of Acts, picking up right where Chip left off at the end of Luke with chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. Now in the first book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus did and taught from the beginning until the day when he was taken up into the heavens. After giving instruction through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen, after suffering, he presented himself alive to them by many convincing proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. While staying with them, he ordered them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait there for the promise of the Father. This, he said, is what you have heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, when is the time, or is this the time, when you will restore the kingdom of Israel? And he replied, it's not for you to know the times or the periods that the Father has set by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. When he had said this, as they were watching, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going, they were gazing up toward heaven, and suddenly two men in white stood by them, and they said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up toward heaven? This Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way that you saw him go into heaven. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. For the last couple of years, much of my non-working time has been devoted to something called design thinking. Because I decided to write a doctoral thesis about design thinking for Divinity School. And someday I will write that thesis. Hopefully soon. Design thinking is this way of approaching problems 
that is user-centered or person-centered. Design thinking trusts that the user, the person involved in the situation, has more understanding of the problem than, than any outsider might actually have about the problem. The user, the person, gets it better than the designer, the engineer, or, or even the strategic planner gets it. The entire process is, is based in, well, in you or in us. Now, to keep any process from just wallowing in the problems that users might have, a counterbalance is always presented. Every design project has a guiding star. Design thinkers are always headed somewhere, even though the users in the mix are the ones who help get it there. So when Apple designs something for their beloved iPhone, they're not just seeking greater profits and greater market share, though they are certainly seeking that. They, they are looking to constantly enhance the user experience. So a guiding star might be something like, how do we help people use their cameras in an easier way on their phone? How do we help people have an enhanced experience of the way this thing feels in their hand? There's endless rabbit holes of guiding stars you could go down, depending on your interest, your project, your whatever. But I think a guiding star is important today for a bunch of people who are graduating and headed in new directions. And I think it's important today for a church that recognizes that our Savior has gone up into heaven and has given us a mission. Now, lest you think getting in the weeds about guiding stars is silly, I actually think we're pretty familiar with this concept. The guiding star of the Declaration of Independence is that one phrase we know really well. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, and that they're endowed by their Creator certain unalienable rights, and that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Maybe we could debate the Declaration of Independence, but it seems like a guiding star to me. Or the Constitution... The preamble is a guiding star. We, the people of the United States, in order, to, in order to form a more perfect union, to establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, to provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and to secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, do ordain and establish this Constitution of the United States of America. That's the guiding star of the Constitution. John F. Kennedy set out a guiding star when he said that they would go to the moon. He didn't know how they were going to get there. But it was a star out there, even though the moon's not a star. But let's get out of government. Let's talk about sports. The Carolina Hurricanes have the guiding star that each day they work toward being a successful organization that plays for Stanley Cups and hopefully wins them. Think about the other areas of your life. What are the guiding stars that are around you? Flip to the front of the bulletin and realize this church is a guiding star that says we will love God, love others, and serve all.
All of these are guiding stars that chart an overall direction. And for the Lord's church, the direction was set there in Acts 1.8 as Jesus talked about his disciples, his followers, being witnesses. Witnesses of his love and his mission all the way to the ends of the earth. That's what Jesus told his disciples they were to do. That's what he was giving them as he was ascending, a guiding star. And so for some 2,000 years, the church, in one way or another, has been hopefully pointed towards that star. To be witnesses to the ends of the earth. Oh, that does not mean the church has stayed perfectly on course for the last 2,000 years. It doesn't. Most things don't perfectly stay on course. That's the point of the star. It doesn't mean there hasn't been mistakes along the way. There certainly have. But for 2,000 years, the church has sought to go in the direction that it would be Christ's witnesses to the ends of the earth. That's the star by which The steps we take today and tomorrow and the next day are measured. That's the star that we look towards to help us ask ourselves, are we headed in the right direction? And what I think makes that so appropriate for today is for you on the front row, You could be paralyzed by possibilities because the possibilities are endless. There's a church full of people behind you, many of which are jealous of what it is you're about to have the opportunity to experience. And you could be paralyzed by those possibilities. You could think with all of the options in the world, I don't know what to do next. And so you find what the paradigm is and you look at it and you stick to it and you just follow the paradigm. You take the classes, you do the things you're supposed to do, you get through and you never look up to ask yourself, what is the guiding star? And so, at this time in your life, I think it's important to ask yourself, where am I headed? Who do I want to be? And consider that in the long arc of your life, how is it you can take a step today and tomorrow to get closer to where that is that you want to go? That guiding star. These things are worth thinking about in general. And they're worth thinking about specifically, especially now, this summer even. Because what, what all of us who have been through it will tell you is the days go by quickly. Now, if you want to see how this worked out for the church, all you have to do is keep reading in the book of Acts. And it's fascinating, not just to a preacher, it should be fascinating to all of us. Because at the end of, of Acts 1, Jesus gives us that, that thing, that you are going to be my witnesses. They don't have any specifics about how this is going to work out. They get the hint that the Spirit is going to come. Jesus doesn't instruct them, okay, first go here and do this, and, and then walk over there and take that class, and then, then go over there and heal this guy and, and that woman there. 
Jesus doesn't give them turn-by-turn directions or a road map, but says, you will be my witnesses as you go. You make disciples and baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And the disciples, you were witnesses. You've seen all these things that I have experienced. And now you're crossing a threshold. You are, in a way, graduating from being disciples to being apostles. You have completed what was behind, which was our three years of ministry together. And now, disciples, as you look ahead... What will happen next will happen quickly and you're going to want to be sure you're headed in the right direction. And so we see by Acts 2, Peter, who, 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 who couldn't get the words out correctly many, many times in the Gospels, is now proclaiming that no, 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 this spirit that has come is the fulfillment of the Old Testament promises of prophecy. And it just keeps going. All of a sudden, Peter is a, a graduate of the, the school of discipleship and is, is inviting others into it. And for the church, the events that immediately follow its birth are, are like taking on a whole new endeavor. Like walking onto a college campus and experiencing not being dropped off by your parents for the first time or being dropped off by your parents for the last time. You take a few steps. You do what you're supposed to do. You go to the classes and meet some core requirements. But, and you hope that in, in doing this, you refine your skills and interests. But also, I hope that you're pointed towards something bigger. Not just a diploma, but a diploma that helps you get to what's next and what's beyond next. And for the church, this takes place at Pentecost. As the Spirit comes upon them, through the the community that gathers and shares life together, we see doors keep opening and opening and opening to the faith, and that step by step around each corner and over each hill, the believers in Acts didn't know what was happening any more than you and I know what's going to happen tomorrow, but they followed that guiding star to be His witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And the guiding star of Acts eventually leads Paul all the way to Rome and beyond. And in the same way, I hope that a guiding star for you leads you through great years of school into a life that carries you beyond this one, of course, but in the midst of this one, blesses you and keeps you and helps you too to embody God's love here and forevermore. By August 1st, the eight of you on this front row are going to be tired of certain questions. Where are you going? When does school start? When do you move in? What's your major going to be? Who's your roommate? When you get to school, what's your name? Where are you from? What dorm do you live in? What's your major? Those are the, those are the questions you're going to get tired of. But, but those are just the first steps. And if you listen to those of us here who ask you those questions about where you're headed next, 
You, you may think that, 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 that everyone here just wants to control you. Or that everyone here wants to give you a 297-step process to get you to retirement. Or, or maybe you'll hear... Maybe you'll hear that when we ask you what you want to do and we ask you how you're going to get there, having had been there ourselves, we want to help you take a good step first. It may feel like an interrogation, but, but it's not. We, we, we realize that we needed a direction and not just the willingness to take a step, but, but the willingness to take a step in a direction. And, and we realize that as fast as life changes in 2019, that just knowing the next step isn't quite enough. You have to have a star out there too that you're chasing. And so follow a biblical example. In Acts 1, the church will be his witnesses to the ends of the earth. And, and so what will be your guiding star? In Acts 8 and 9, we never imagined that, 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 that there would be a eunuch that was baptized and that Cornelius, a centurion, would have his house baptized. We never imagined that in Acts 17, Paul, who used to be Saul, would be preaching in Athens, talking about an unknown God. We couldn't foresee the spiritual home of the church shifting from Jerusalem to Antioch. All of that was unimaginable. But all of them happened because the church was following its guiding star and it was filled with the courage of God to take the next step. And this morning, that's my prayer for you as well. In life, we need guiding stars. All of us do. There are specific times in life when that star comes into focus and... For the disciples in the church, that, that day was Ascension Sunday. But, but for you graduates, now is that time. Now is a time and a moment where you can consider, what is the star that's guiding my life, helping me be who I am? And for all of us, all of us who experience this today, maybe we too should attend to our guiding stars. Asking ourselves, what is helping us determine our next step? Reminding us that we need to have a star out there to help us gauge if we, too, are on track. Because God's people, Christian people, living in the presence of Christ and as an expression of His body on earth, need to know what our guiding star is. Anybody can go out and make money. God's people go out and make a difference. Are we seeking to do what we need to do to make us feel best, or are we seeking what's best for everyone around us, and in turn helping us to be God's best people? And are we working to fulfill a, play, a call that God has placed upon us, or are we willing to, working to fulfill a call that we have placed upon ourselves, thus forming a God of our own image? Questions like this happen during life's transitions, and this is one that you can claim and one that we can create for ourselves. So today, as God's people, as God's people who are graduating and as God's people who are long from graduating, may we ask, how is God guiding us today towards the stars He's placed out for us? 
How is God's call upon us carrying us forward? And how are we folding ourselves into the guiding star of his church to be witnesses from Jerusalem and Judea and to the ends of the earth? I think this is what we are called to do and who we are called to be. This is part of our guiding star, no matter what transition we experience in life today. And I pray that we find comfort and hope and renewal in following the stars that God places out there for us. Will you pray with me? Holy and loving God, we give you thanks for this day. We give you thanks for 2,000 years of faithful people who have followed that star of being your witnesses to the ends of the earth. And we're thankful that here, far, far away from where you made that proclamation many years ago, here in Oxford, North Carolina, we are following your star. We are experiencing your love. And we are finding the courage to follow you faithfully. Thank you, Lord, for being with us today. Thank you, Lord, for giving us the opportunity to bless graduates But Lord, may the sermon and may the call be upon each one of us that we sense your star out there leading us forward to be your loving presence in the world. And that today we might take a step towards that star so that we might experience your love here on earth as it is in heaven now and forevermore. Thank you, Lord, for hearing these prayers and for being with us in this day. It is in your name we pray. Amen.